From the corner, it's your boy Luke. It's the Benoit Bruce Leroy. All right, so we had a really good show yesterday, December 3rd, new day, December 4th, keeping it moving. Something that I wanted us to do that's a little bit different than we normally do. Brrr, drum roll, please. Is I noticed that a lot of the times we'll start off having disagreements on topics and then the opinions kind of merge together, get almost to where they're kind of one thought. And I want to break it up and kind of keep our original thought for once and, and have a debate, if you will. So let's get to it. Here's what I want to debate. We talked off air. And I'll give, obviously, people off air aren't privy to that conversation. But we were discussing what we find to be the, ironically, seminal issue with Florida State right now as a football program. And you, having a background of actually played, went straight to talking about the defense and saying that that would be, if you had to pinpoint Florida State's largest glaring weakness and issue right now, where would it be? And you said the defense. I said the offense. So how do you want to do this? Do you want me to start first and tell you why I think it's the offense, or do you want to start first and tell me why it's the defense? Yeah, you can go first. I'm going to hear what you what you think. Did some stat checking, and I don't like admitting when I'm wrong. It's one of my least favorite things in life, but I'll admit to a certain extent. Some of the stats back up what you said. Um. But they also back up what I said. So I'll go with those first. So Florida State last year was averaging 27.9 points per game. I like even rounded off numbers. So we're just going to do that from now on. So Florida State was averaging 28 points per game last year offensively. Now this year, they're down to 22 points per game. So you're down six points per game. That's a full touchdown per game less that you're scoring. Minus the PAT. All right, so that is a market decline. That that's not improvement whatsoever. We're we're looking for areas of improvement. We're trying to see how the team has gotten better, and I don't see anything that gives me hope on that stat. Now you had mentioned the lack of consistency in quarterback play contributing to that, and I'll let you go off on that later. But I don't really see that being a factor because you had last year, Blackman was terrible. And then you have this year all of the quarterbacks that have played are terrible. So it's just overall terrible quarterback play at the position. It's been riddled with injuries, sure. But you had the position was injury-filled last year. I mean, you had Blackman go out for, for Travis. If I'm not mistaken, that was an injury-related replacement. And then when you had Travis go out for Blackman, that was once again an injury-related replacement. So that while it was in a much more minuscule scale, I think you only had two or three games that happened as opposed to it's been the entire season. You've been having injuries. You, you, know, you had the benching of Blackman, things like that. You've had inconsistency in the quarterback play. 
systemically this year, so to speak. And I just don't see that. I don't know. I mean, contributing to a touchdown less per game, yeah, that's okay. You, you look at last year, so Florida State was averaging 410 yards per game in offense. This year, they're averaging 380. So you have 30 yards less per game, and, and that's a pretty negligible difference. But if you look at total overall offense in terms of rankings from last year, that's where you start to see um, a little bit more of the decline. So if you look at 2020 this year, you have Florida State is going to be the the fourth lowest offense in the ACC. 2019 behind Kendall Bryles, who we all talked a lot of shit about, rightfully so. We were actually the sixth best offense in the ACC. So statistically, from that perspective, it's been a very marked decline uh, of you know six or seven positions where we went down in our offensive rankings in just the span of a year. Norvell was supposed to come in and fix the offensive side of things. He's supposed to fix everything, according to the media and FSU Twitter. You know, he's supposed to be the savior. But realistically, uh, the position coach has been a wide receivers coach, been a quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, you know, head coach. So that's his sphere. That's the area that you would like to see improvement on instantly. Not only have we not seen improvement, but we've actually seen decline. So that's my area of concern right now. I understand that you're probably going to talk about him getting his own team in there, his personnel, his players, et cetera, et cetera. The man's already brought his own coaches. He, he's got a lot of players handpicked out of the portal that have not worked out for him. Dude from Texas A&M is a complete bust. You know, Webb, when he got playing time, was not what he all was supposed to be. It's just the people he talked into coming back. I mean, Scary Terry was a head case when he did play. He broke down the sidelines against Miami. It's just a lot of weirdness going on with the program. But that would be my, my short end uh, of showing statistically why I think the offenses went down um, from last year as opposed to this year. And that's going from Kendall Bryles to Dillingham, which is surprising. I mean, candidly, I thought that that would be an improvement. But we, we haven't seen that. Now I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about why the defense is the actual problem. And then I'm going to give you those stats when you're done to kind of bolster your argument. All right. I'm going to just start off by saying you, you want to say the offense is bad because you hate for Norvell. So you're going to find ways to pick and say he's not doing his job. Um, also, with the offense, man, the offensive line is way better than it was last year. So that automatically lets me know Norvell is putting the right pieces in the um, in the right place because the offense starts with the offensive line. Um, as far as the defense, I say the defense is worse just because my first thing is the players that's, that you see leaving are mainly on the defense. Those is a group of guys that was quitters. Um, for the most part, any guy that got hurt or decided to leave early. The only one that I feel like uh, could leave and not have an issue was Asante. He he did his job the whole year, and he decided to leave. Everybody else besides Mick Big Marv wasn't a 
wasn't a big mall. He wasn't. Um, he actually didn't make a difference this year as much. Maybe a couple of block kicks or extra points. But other than that, we didn't really see too much of him. You got a 16. We all know 16 is just a talker. We do a lot of talking on social media. But when it's time to line up, you six, seven, and you can pushed around by smaller defenders. They don't even have to double you. Um, I can go pretty much all across the board. You got Woodby. Woodby transferring because he graduated. That's fine. But he played a lot of minutes, and Woodby honestly isn't that great, isn't that fast, doesn't have – he's pretty much a positionless player. So all these dudes that's getting all this playing time really have either quitter mentality, they're out of position, uh, they just – they just don't have that defensive mentality where it's uh, see, see a guy, hit a guy type deal. There's always something. And a lot of those dudes are fragile. I'm not saying they're um, like I'm looking over the injuries, but also every game we have a player that's hurt. Um, just off of that alone, like your offense can score points, but – in, in reality, if your defense can't stop anybody, all it takes is one stop from the from the other team's defense, and they score again, and then that's where the cycle begins. Um, with Florida State, they'll score. Everybody know they score the first drive, like a little scripted drive. They'll score, and then after that, they struggle. But with the defense, the defense come out and they automatically just out of out of position. Players missing tackles. Um, Un, uncared, crazy ass penalties and personal fouls, like little things like that, um, makes the defense worse. And that's a lot of that stuff comes down to coaching. But from what I see, it, I, I it's like to this point, I got to put it on the players. Because do you want to win? Do you want to compete? Do you want to be great? And low key, I feel like them boys don't really care enough to work on the craft. They more so of the I play for this team. I play for this logo, but it's all about me first. I want to. I want to see my success. I want to see me looking fresh. Everything like that comes first. And as far as the defense, I gotta also say it's a whole lot of divas. You said Terry's a head case, but can you imagine uh, Durden? And you got uh, Cooper. Uh, who else on that defense? Just guys that just they make bonehead plays every every game, and uh, those are some things you can't coach. Uh, for the most part, the only thing where I, I like I have it also I'm, I'm going off the top of two, the third and fuller. Like, how can you expect your offense to keep up if it's third and thirteen and your team giving up first downs or touchdowns or one play drives where they just score touchdowns. You cannot compete with that. So the offense, it gets to a point where the, the um, offense has to pass the ball because they're losing because the defense can't stop nobody. Now that the defense know you can't uh, run the ball, you got to pass. And you don't have a good passer at quarterback right now. They just send a, they send a flood. And that's where the turnovers happen. That's where the, the first and – uh, second and 13s happen. So all that stuff come into play. You can't 
just blame it on the offense. The offense is making improvements because of the offensive line. Even though the numbers don't show it, because the, it's always playing from behind with Florida State. So if you're playing from behind and your quarterback can't pass the ball, of course the numbers is going to decline. Now, say, for instance, if Florida State is up winning, and then the uh, – uh, well, say if Florida State – yeah, if it's Florida State winning and the defense is giving up touchdowns and everything like that, then you could say, all right, it's – it's uh, well, if the defense – Defense is giving up points and the offense is scoring, my bad. Then you could say, all right, um, it's not the offense, it's the defense. Or if it was the other way around, you could say it's the defense, not the offense. But low and all out, the way I see it is Norvell still got time to to show people what he can do. This year, I just leave it as an asterisk just because um, all the things that went along with this season. I, I can understand why people was upset and why they feel like Norvell is the problem. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking at it as give him, give him next year. If we get a full year where it's um, same thing that Willie treatment, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with y'all on that. He gets the full year with the, with the spring football, all the practices and all the recruiting. The recruiter's going to be bad this year, but let's see what he does. Let's see how he flips the strip. If it's the same way they looked the first game when we first started, then that's when everybody can get the pitchforks and call for a new hire. But until then, let the man implement his plans and his players and go from there. The defense... I would say that for this guy, but defense is such a, especially in college football, you got to have some type of defense. If you can't stop nobody, you're not going to win any games. And that's just like with the offensive line. If you can't block anybody, you cannot win any games. So the offensive line is making improvements. The defense is not. So that's why I feel like we definitely got to make some type of change. Um, it, from it, either if it's better, different players to fit the scheme, or get rid of the guy that's behind the scheme. So that's how I see it, and you can drop the numbers to to see uh, if I know what the hell I'm talking about. All right. So agree with some of the things you said. I don't agree with other things, but I'll I'll go with the stats first. So 2019, we go for. Florida State overall defense, we were fourth from worst in the ACC. We gave up 28.5 points per game. Gave up 436 yards per game. Go to 2020. We're worst in the ACC, 464 yards per game. So we're giving up 30 yards more per game. And then we're giving up 36 points per game. So we're giving up 8 points per game more. So what I was trying to get at earlier is how the stats back up what you're saying is we've had a market decline in defense, obviously, if we went down four power positions. If we're worse than the conference, then if you're giving up 36 points per game but you're only scoring 22 points per game, you're by default losing every game by at least two touchdowns, which is pretty much right where we're at. So everything checks out on that. And then if you're, you know, if you can't score more than 22 and you're giving up 36, you're not going to you it 
it's literally impossible for you to compete in that game. So I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, you have teams like Florida and um, I think of other teams that get out, give up a lot of points. Well, historically, not this year, Oklahoma. You have other teams that will score a lot and give up a lot, but still find a way to win. And because I think have defense. No, no. I just mentioned Florida. Their defense is terrible. But their mentioned... defense makes plays every now and then. Like they have somebody to make a play. Florida State has no talent on defense. I said Oklahoma. The, on, the only talent they have is Asante. Everybody else is not good. Like I don't. I can't even. I don't think of no other impact player. We have young guys that can be good, but they haven't shown it yet. Or they haven't became, They haven't uh, started being great at the position. Like, we got a couple of linebackers that I think will be good. But as of right now, they're not. They're young, and they're still learning how to play the game. So hopefully that could change by the next year. But as of, as of right now, they're not good. Nobody besides Asante is a legit NFL player that I can see playing on Sundays. And that says a lot. You could go on the Florida team, and I'm pretty sure you probably could name a couple guys that can play in the NFL on Sundays. We have one. So that says a lot about Florida State's defense. On offense, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, maybe, let's see, Terry and who else? Is there any other player that you think could make it to the league on that offense? As is, no. Yeah. So, I mean, so you're saying there is no firepower on the offense, so therefore that's why they can't score? I mean, yeah, there's none on offense, but there's no, like, it's worse to have it on defense because you got to stop somebody. You legit has to stop somebody from busting your ass. And, you know, in college football, it's all about beating the brakes off of people. So, like, I'm glad we didn't play Clemson because this would have been a perfect example of um, lining up with somebody that just want to beat the dog shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about uh, you're not a good team. They don't care about you're in a, you, this is a COVID year. They really coming out there to embarrass you. And and I feel like, like you said, I think last part, you said you thought they was going to lose 80 to 7. And that was a chance of that happening. And if you telling me 80 to 7, damn, so you telling me the offense scored a points, scored a touchdown, but the defense gave up 80 points. That tells me all I need to know. If you're looking at it from your, your perspective and my perspective. Like, we score a touchdown. It could be a, a garbage touchdown, but we scored. But the defense gave up 80 fucking points. So, in that aspect, the defense is worse than the offense. Don't get me wrong, though. They both suck. And neither one is good. But the defense needs the biggest improvements, if you ask me. I just feel like the defense could give up a lot of points, and if the offense 
became like a Big 12 offense, you know, then we just keep up and score with them. I think that's kind of what the whole Gulf Coast offense that Willie and Kendall had going was trying to do was with the fast plays and stuff, they were equipped to score a lot, but also on the back end, you're going to give up scoring. So it's almost like this team has already kind of accounted for they're going to give up a bunch of points every game. My question right now is how are we going to get a bunch of points every game? Like Florida State has been offensively anemic with the exception of Jameis Winston years for for decades. Like Florida State is not a team that wins with offense, and they need to be. That is the way of the world right now. That's how the Floridas, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Notre Dames are succeeding and thriving. They Sure, they have all right defenses, but Alabama's defense is not all that, you know? Florida's defense is not all that, and that's two playoff teams right now. So, Florida's uh, not making the playoffs. An Alabama team doesn't make mistakes. Even if they defense isn't all that, they know their positions. They know how to play in the scheme. So all it is is they have to just uh, have a, a, a pretty much plan in the playoffs, who they or the team that they plan, just scout the team, and they'll have a perfect scheme for the get. By the time it's um, time to play, which comes down to coaching. So even if your defense isn't good, um, quote unquote, you have a scheme that fits these players to put them in the best positions to win and make stops. Like that's all it boils down to, especially with college football, because. Most likely, you're not going to have – there's going to be players on a team that's not as good. So you got to have a scheme to fix that, to, to cover their ass. Florida State doesn't have a good players. They don't have a good scheme. So everything's just ass all over. Like They can't do anything because they don't have the talent and they don't have the scheme to stop the type of players we play in the ACC. So it all boils down to that, man. Yeah, if you're doing it like that, it makes sense. But, all right, so, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I just I Honestly, I don't think it's a wrong answer here because they both bad. It's just like, which, we can say, oh, which one's worse? Which one's worse? They both suck, man. Like, and it, it's closer than, like, this argument. Like, if, if, if you do a, a poll, I'm pretty sure you it'll be as close as um, uh, fucking uh, 49, 49, uh, 51. Hopefully my math is right. Don't quote me on that, y'all boys. But uh, just just uh, looking at it, like they they're both not doing not doing enough. So like you said, the numbers we we score twenty two a game and give up thirty six, like. You can't win like that. It's it's just impossible to to win if both sides of the ball are terrible. The best thing we have was special teams. That's the the best thing. So whoever the special teams coach is, uh, I appreciate you. And the offensive line, those are the only things that was good for Florida State this year. The offensive line was I don't, I don't want to say good. I feel like that's I'm cheating them because they're not. They better than they was last year. That's what I should say. And the, the special teams is really good this year. 
So those two spots is, I don't know if you could put that on Norvell or if you could put that on, you know, just the coach alone. But I'm sure if those are Norvell guys he brought in. So that says a lot. But, yeah, man, it's improvement. It ain't enough improvement to win games. So I feel like everybody pissed off about that. They want to see improvements where the, the wins increase also. Like we Florida State, like uh, Odell loved to say, we used to winning games and competing, not looking at more victories. Like, oh, at least our offensive line is good now, or at least our special teams is good. But the reality of it is right now is we fucking suck. So just pay attention to the players that play hard and use that as uh, helps you keep your faith that we're going to bounce back and be where we used to be and not be like Hurricane fans and 10 years later, oh, we used to be this or we got three, whatever the case may be. So Norvell, next year, same thing I told Willie, man, like, I'm rooting for you, but if I see you in here too and it's the same shit I was getting, cold uh, soup, I don't want that shit no more, bro. Like, I'll be right on the front line with y'all, ready to get them out of here because we brought you in here to to change the program, not just give us the same bullshit we've been getting for the last four years. All right, so final topic of the day, make it a brief one. Um, what do you think about Anthony Davis and LeBron looking like they're signed up for another three years together to do this in L.A.? Uh, kind of spooky for the opposition. Mm, not necessarily. You got two good, uh, maybe the top three players on the same team. Top two, uh, well, two of the top three players on the same team. So that's good for for the Lakers, they 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 like their chances, but um, all I can say is um, LeBron's getting older. AD is a very fragile player, um, and the teams around are getting better. So the chances I can see, like you looking at it right now, you like their chances. Um, as of right now, they look like one of the best teams to win it. One of the favorites to win it all but uh, me the way I'm looking at this I need to see him play a game it's a new season now uh, it's not in the bubble you got to do more traveling um, a lot of that stuff come into play um, so you get to see if they're really that good um, again like I said you got Brooklyn I want to see what Brooklyn looks like um, I like the moves the Clippers made for as far as the big men. That was the, the uh, Achilles heel for them, really. Um, they couldn't stop nobody, um, any big. They always had trouble with bigs. So for them to get Ibaka and keep uh, my guy that I really didn't like, I can't remember his name right now, but he, he kind of made me a believer in the playoffs with his, little, with his play. Um, who else in the West? We got uh, Houston. I want to see what Houston look like because I I want to see how John Wall comes back because a healthy John Wall is is something to be worried about, man. It ain't no uh pushover. 
And like I said, on last part, he likes to pass the ball, so we we uh might see a the John Wall of old. Um, the Heat gonna do some. I want to see what the Celtics gonna do. Uh, I don't think the Celtics um will make the finals, but I like the Celtics lineup versus the Lakers, which is weird because I feel like LeBron. And uh, I don't know, I guess, whoever's guarding Jason Tatum and you got the brown kid, those young pups, they run all day and they're they going to force you to play defense. So I like, that's why I like that little lineup they have. It's, uh, it's something to see. Um, what you think? I mean, you know, I'm a pessimist when it comes to the Lakers, so... The way I see it, they probably did just sign up for fucking three more championships, but I don't know. Um, I'm hopeful that some team somewhere else can rise up and get done what they need to. Clay going down for the Warriors wasn't helpful at all. I definitely thought that they would knock the uh, Lakers off this year. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets made no improvements in the offseason. I don't see them doing anything. They lost. I think they lost Grant, too, so... It's going to be real spooky for them boys. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers, until I see them on the floor. Yeah, that's true, I'm, too. No, it's like I'm not going to, because we just believed everything last yeah. year. Well, like with, with the Clippers, I always say this, like that chemistry shit really is legit, man. So even though they played on the court, that that. The leading up to the season is the key part. Like, this is where we're really going to see PG and Kawhi play off-season basketball together, like learn each other's habits, um, and then incorporate into the season and see what happens. Like, if even if they lose, I, I guarantee I feel like it'll be a better – those two will mesh a little bit better. And, like, I think PG said on the little pod the other day, too uh, – um, PG said on the last pod or the all smoke pod, pretty much, um, Doc Rivers had him playing like a JJ Barrea, not JJ Barrea, JJ Reddick type of player, pin downs and coming off streams. So that like lets me know, like, that mess with him mentally because that's not his game, he could do it, but like to be, um, we need you, we needed you to make shots and play this type of way just to fit the scheme of the game. And that kind of fuck with him. Cause once he's not making shots and knowing that you got to be the shot maker to, to like to space the floor. But now with Tyloo as the coach, he'll be able to run and gun, post up, do all this other things to get feels of the game. And I feel like that's part of the, the reason too. So we'll see how it go. Um, I, I was like, I still want to see him on the court because they gave us fool's goal last year. So we got to see how they look this year with Ibaka and whatever the case may be. Yeah. yeah. We ain't even talk about the heat yet, man. So I'm like, I feel like we disrespecting them boys. But uh, I think we both agree that they just don't have what it takes to get past the Lakers if they ever play again. So it's kind of oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. They just don't have enough. They need, they would have needed Giannis um, to 
to make it some type of competitive. But I just, me personally, I just feel like the Lakers lineup is just too tough for the Heat to, to like to overcome. Like I don't see enough scoring, even though we got those shooters, they go cold or the uh, the Lakers get out there with them tall wings. It's gonna look spooky for the Heat again. That's where they started losing because they couldn't hit the shots because the wings is getting out and closing out, forcing them to make an extra pass, and it takes them off the rhythm of being open. Well, college football tomorrow. I know we'll probably record a little morning game day special. But, uh, damn, it is Friday, bro. Yeah. Niggas be out the loop for real, dog. Nick Saban cleared the travel team and will coach Saturday versus LSU. (laughs) How many times he got COVID this year, dog? Twice. And he, and he, (laughs) that boy out here, stop playing with him. Uh, And he he finna coach, and he gonna, and he gonna coach. Probably. Damn. It's a dirty game, Iron Man. They be having COVID look like a uh, damn food. I'm damn coaches. And uh, your, your guy. <laughs> Next name really out here, bro. All right, y'all. Uh, it's been a good show, and we will talk to you guys soon.